Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Hey, loyal listeners. I'll be hosting this episode myself. I've been involved in software development for more than 25 years. I've started companies, led companies, and worked for companies, doing many different things. I'm honored to be considered a leader in Alberta's innovation ecosystem, and I give back as much and as often as I can. When I'm not working or podcasting, you'll find me pursuing my passions of photography, crypto investing, and woodworking, along with the occasional round of golf. In this episode, I talk with AJ Robles about how to find a job by bringing your genuine self and looking with intention. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Libby Podcast. And my guest today is AJ Robles from Helsum. AJ, thanks for joining me today. Of course. Thanks, Al, for asking. I appreciate that you asked for sure. I'm excited to be on this. Yeah. And we had your founder on the podcast many, many episodes ago. But it'll be really cool to to catch up on kind of where Helsum is today. But before we go there, we want to learn a little bit more about AJ. So what's your career tra- trajectory been been like? Like, where did you start out? Yeah, it's a it's been a wild ride, honestly. I've been with Helsum for about five and a half years. So I've seen a lot of changes, different stages of health. I actually started off in the customer service end. So I started off in the customer service end, moved into a customer service lead, and now with the people and culture as the people and culture partner, dealing with the talent sourcing and the onboarding process for our new hires. Nice. And then what so you've been with Helsum for five years. What what did you do prior to like like when you were, you know, were you born in Calgary or were you born elsewhere? And- I was born in Winnipeg, actually. <laughs> born in Winnipeg, I moved here in 99. And I've, it was a wild ride before Helsum, honestly. It was very intentional the way I chose Helsum, just based off what I was experiencing. A lot of retail, a lot of sales positions as well. As well. After high school, I didn't really know where I wanted to be. And I knew I was really good at giving massages to my aunts and uncles and that's where I kind of leaned into so I took massage therapy did that for a few years realized I didn't want to do that full-time I mean I love doing it I just hate doing I hate doing it and having to do it when it's something that I love to do like that right and I and those moments where I just want to if I'm doing it I want to be very intentional not wanting and instead of not wanting to be there in that moment right so figured that out that's when I moved more into more sales driven industries and like retail sales I really my, one of my favorite jobs was working at spare parts cuz it really allowed me to be myself and 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 sell and it was it came easy and it was with the right people that an environment that i want to be in after that i moved into kind of just jobs here and there really trying to figure it out and then i landed on, on car sales so car the sales world and car sales is is an eye opener it, it's not something that i was surprised by but it was an eye opener of how bad of an environment it was for me Anyways, it wasn't it wasn't very healthy for for me and, and how I wanted to live. Try my best to you know be that honest salesman, transparent in that world, and it just it wasn't it wasn't conducive to my own my own way of life. So <laughs> decided to go to to leave that and between jobs and between jobs then and 
realizing, you know what, if I really want to find a place that really aligns with who I am and my own values, I have to make that intentional instead of applying for another job, right? So I took, I quit everything that I was out where I was working at that time and really took my time and applying to places who really aligned with those values and really showed me that they're, they're very genuine and, and this human aspect, right? I actually took a job doing graveyard shifts at a 7-Eleven so that I can apply for jobs in the daytime and, and figure that out. And two weeks came by and I got an email from Helsom from Rob Park, our CEO, saying, hey, we'd love to have you in for an interview. I got super excited. I actually forgot that I applied to Helsom. But because I knew that like, my, my, my thought process were very intentional, I knew that I was applying at a place that, that was going to be good for me, right? And then the first thing I did was go home and research, look at Helsom, and I looked at him. It makes sense. It shows trustworthy, transparent, honest, and it just made sense to me. Like That's why I applied. And it, it, it felt genuine. It didn't feel like they were just selling to me. They're just telling me who they were. And I, I know, you know, Helsum is is such an interesting company and and a really great Calgary success story. They really, it, it really feels like, and and obviously you're you're kind of uh, suggesting that it is true, but it also feels like it's it's a really open open and friendly environment with with good people that value each other's you know skills and and experiences and stuff like that. And so it's it's got it it feels like it probably has a really great culture and that, you know, they're, they're, they're not just blowing smoke up, up, you know, the wazoo on, on their marketing campaigns. It's actually really like that. It's actually really a cool company, right? It really is. It's probably one of the, the second, other than spare parts, it was the, the place where, a place where I can really bring my full self to work and I don't have to be two people, right? I don't have to be two people and, and, I'm able to communicate as a human being and not not a professional, air quotes, right? Because like there, there, but there's there's still a, a level of kindness and professionalism that that comes with just being a human person and a good and trying to be a good person, right? So it comes naturally with the people who who are here and work for. And when you're touching on like how we're marketing, how Helsum is marketing, who we are, and like the personality is like that was we rebranded in 2020 and. Our uh, Jeff Merkel, our, our head of marketing, he all he did was put imagery to who we were or who we are to make it really feel like what what we live on every on a daily basis. Um, and I I thought that was really cool because it's it's a no brainer to, to 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 be here for five and a half years. So you're managing people, so you're you're involved in recruiting and hiring on. On, on Helsum. Tell us a little bit about what that's like for, for, you know, people that might be like, what kind of people are you looking for and what kind of people do you think should apply at, at Helsum? Sure. The biggest thing is we, we hire very passionate people and very, very compassionate people as well. We're, we're a very diverse team and I, th- and that really does help us because it's just the understanding that everyone has something to, to provide and it, different walks of life brings different perspectives and different ideas right and you have you have a better solution in the end of it when it comes to like our, our hiring process we don't have ai looking through keywords things like that you have our direct 
hiring manager of that department, you have our, our, our team members a part of that process too. So anybody that's looking at a resume are people who aren't going to be on your team. They are involved in the process and hiring you and doing, doing the pre-screenings. I do them here and there, obviously, just to help out. And it's just just like the pre-screening is just to gauge really like, we want to know who you are. We want to see if you're able to bring your genuine self, but that's at the same time, be able to connect those dots between your skills and how that's going to transfer over to someone that's going to sit beside us. I guess more on like the type of people who we hire, we we love hiring juniors. We have this, a junior full stack developer open the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And when we say junior, it's, we put a lot of weight on someone who's passionate and someone and the smarts and wherever they get their smarts, that doesn't matter whether it's for formal education. Right. And then you have, we have people who've been going through these programs and boot camps, people who've moved from engineering into and did these boot camps. And, and now our big news is that he's going to be a lead pretty soon. And he's been here less than a year. Yeah. And it's really just based on the individual. Right. So you can take these boot camps, but what are you going to do with this, with this boot camp? Are you going to just learn in class or are you going to be, are you going to take that time afterwards and put five to five, six hours after to gain more knowledge and practice, put that into practice, right? So that's what we mean, what we mean by we do hire juniors, but someone that's being able to take ownership uh, of those skills. You're not looking, you're not looking for someone who just made it through the program. You're looking for someone who decided that, you know, in, in the, in the example of coding, you're, you're looking for someone who really loves coding and is passionate about it and they actually do it outside of the boot camp and and they they're building their own things and experimenting with other technologies and that's kind of yeah and then having a a culture fit too like having a great personality and being you know open and honest and friendly and stuff like that that sounds like it would be sort of the right package the right recipe, right? <laughs> well, in, in our culture book, The Way of the Helsum, we actually mention we don't hire assholes. It says that right in our culture book. And it's true. And that, like ha- having that plus having the weight on passion and the smarts and taking initiative on your on, on that really gives that the, gives the rest, right recipe for who we're looking for and how to succeed at Helsum. Well, I wish more companies were like that. You know that the focus is is on that the the whole the whole person and what they can bring to the table, not what education they have. Right? You know, there's there's companies like you know the city of Calgary and the Calgary Airport Authority stand out in my mind, where it's like the the on the job application, it's like must have degree in computer science or, you know, or relative or something similar to some, a degree in something like has to be, if you, you can't even apply if you don't have a university degree and they're, they're really limiting them themselves out of the pool of really, really good quality people. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if you, if you are an engineer that, pivoted your career into software development, you can, you can kind of slide through because you have a degree in engineering. But for those other people, I mean, we've, we've had people through the Inception U program that started out in their careers as a, as a chef or a line cook or something, or, or an airline pilot or something. And we've had them come through and be like really successful in the program and be like amazing 
programmers and amazing people that that you would just love to have on your team but they don't they never did get a degree in their life and so they wouldn't even be considered for those kinds of roles so it's great that you guys do that and with with regards to so you kind of you commented about sort of you did some rebranding but in the five years you said that things have changed a lot can you sort of touch a little bit on some of the big changes that have happened over the last five years for sure. I mean, when 2020 hit, we re- did release like our new platform and that platform really allowed us to take control of where we're, ha- where we're going to go and how fast we're going to grow uh, as a company. It allowed us to take more control over all the, all the process, the entire process before we were resellers of, of another, uh, of another payments company. Right. And then Becoming a payment facilitator allows us to take over those processes and really take ownership of how that process can look like and better that process for our merchants because old school processing and how that process looks like internally, it's it's a hassle. Like it, knowing that it's a hassle for business owners, it's a hassle for us as well having to be more the middleman and jump through and wait for somebody else to say yes. Right now, we can say yes. We are the yes people to 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 where we're gonna go. There's nothing in our way anymore, and that's so exciting. It's very exciting because we we can build processes and systems the way we feel like it should have been done when it first came out. Right? I'm not sure if you know what Helsin means. If that's a lot of people question what. <laughs> Actually, I was just gonna say, like, I'm I'm making the assumption that everybody heard the previous episode, but but we shouldn't do that. Like, actually, why don't you give us the Coles notes of what Helsin is, and then we'll talk about what the name means. Yeah, for sure. Well, Helsin Helsin is a payments company. We help small to medium sized businesses with their payment solutions, making it easy and more affordable for businesses to take payments from their customers. And what Helsin means. It, this is also in the in the culture book, but what Halston means is doing the right thing even when it's harder. So when you were saying about other companies not taking those opportunities to to allow that space for people who don't necessarily have that background, right? I, we we really have this philosophy of, and part of that is like doing the right thing even when it's harder. And what's harder about that is it may take a little bit longer for us to hire the right people but when we hire the right people they're the right people you know and they're they that they're here for a longer time they're happier and that's more conducive to an environment that and fostering an environment where everyone's on the same page and you're able to communicate openly candidly and having having healthy conflict right being able to have opposing thoughts opposing ideas saying that's probably not a good idea nick and that's what it is and that's it's great like having that relationship with our exact team is is amazing in itself that's that's really great and and i think that you know it really shows when you when you see some of the videos that you guys have done you know over the past year uh showcasing the the culture at the at your company and the in the yellow socks and everything. <laughs> I wonder if we could shift a little bit and talk about people who are considering pivoting their careers into tech. Do you have any advice for for people who, you know, whether they are already an engineer or not, or maybe they are a, a, a chef and or a waitress or whatever, and they want to 
pivot their career into tech. Do you have any advice or recommendations on, on what that could be like or why they should should or shouldn't do that? My perspective on it is like you have this experience that can add to your toolbox, right? You have your experience within the work work environment. You are in an in a pool where it is it is competitive and you're competing with people who have taken programs or gone gone through their their traditional schooling but haven't really had any work experience but you do you know how that works you know how how, how to communicate you you know you know how to communicate well and and you can bring that to the table and i think what's uh, what Kylie said yesterday at, at the platform event was being creative, being creative how, of how you tell your story, right? And that's how you're going to connect the dots between your past experience and how that's those transferable skills are going to be seen and shown as an advantage to whatever position you go for. Being at a company that that's so diverse and everyone has their experiences and, and, and experiences through their walk of life, right? So I've been a massage therapist. I've, like, I, I take so much from my own experiences for, uh, and apply them to my current role and even to the customer service role. Another thing that people don't realize is that tech companies are, it's still a business. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's like, just like any other business, there are departments that you don't think that are part of a tech company, but are like customer service or finance, right? And 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 those those are little those are like entry level positions that you don't necessarily think about, but when you're talking about a tech company, right? I honestly didn't realize I was in a tech company. I, I I like all this talk about the tech world and being in the customer service at Halsum. I didn't realize I was in it, right? And the more it was for me, I just maybe I was living under a rock. It could have been that. But really that I, I was and how how much the similarities between other businesses, but the differences that were there and shown to me, giving and exposing what the that that it's not so different. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All the things that you do in your life, regardless of of whether it was focused on the career that you're focused on right now or not, all the things that you've done in your life have built upon each other. Each experience is built upon the other experience and and has built a, a unique tool set that you have, like a unique experience that you have that nobody else has. And so, you know, maybe, maybe you were doing something completely unrelated to tech in throughout your entire career. And now all of a sudden you just happen to have the the skill set that the 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 features of your personality and and the the things that you've done in the past that that make you a really good fit for a position in a tech company and it may not be programming or or something like that maybe it is sales maybe you just you went through your life just having charisma and a great personality and people just really like you and they trust you and now all of a sudden you have that opportunity to work for a, a great company like Helsum doing sales and or or finance maybe maybe you just you've been really good with spreadsheets and you're really good with math and that kind of a thing and you you have some sort of accounting background of some sort now all of a sudden you know there's a there's an opportunity there to work for a cool tech tech startup but as in their accounting or or bookkeeping or something along those lines so it's it's really important i think a lot of people when they're trying to or they're considering 
pivoting their career. They, they throw away their entire past and they focus on the fact that they, maybe they took a six month boot camp or something and they're like, okay, well, I've only been a developer for six months now, you know? And it's like, well, no, like you're, you're actually way far ahead of, of other people because you have this huge background experience and that, that you bring with you. And, and it, it can be super, super valuable to pay. I mean, I was just thinking of Crystal, Crystal, oh, I can't think of her name. And anyway, she, she works for uh, Thin Air Labs right now. And she's, she started out as like an Olympic, I was just either speed skating or cycling or something. So she was, she has a, her background is like an, an Olympic athlete and, and she's, you know, working in, in, in sort of like health and mental health and that kind of thing and, and working with Thin Air Labs. It, it, it's so cool how, you know, people who don't have that mental block of, oh, I can't do this because I don't have the experience. The people that just go, oh, this is interesting. Let's give this a shot. You know, like it's, a, it's just a totally different attitude. They say that a lot of people say that, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that's a, a incredibly important. We were actually at the event yesterday, we were talking about, you know, being at networking events and some people are introverted, some people are extroverted, but the, the fact that you get to know people and, and get to build relationships with people is so important. There's a lot of potential opportunities for getting hired at companies that come from getting to know somebody. So like if you, if you're at an event, AJ, and you run into somebody and you're like, this person's really, really awesome. They actually have a better chance of getting hired at Helsum than somebody who just sends a resume in, uh, because a resume is a piece of paper that, and we, we just know people exaggerate or even outright lie on resumes. So when you meet someone in person and you, and you connect with them and you, and you just, you just like, this person would be a great fit. You know, the resume just becomes a piece of documentation that you need to carry the process forward. You've already sort of decided that you're very interested in, in, in potentially bringing the person on. And I think people, people really discount that, you know, they just sit there and they apply for jobs online, like all day, every day, applying for jobs online. And then they, they don't even get interviews and they're very frustrated and it starts to make them, they start to go through that little bit of depression. Like, am I good enough? Or, and, and they start reducing the job, like they start picking other jobs that they don't really want, but they think they might be likely to get. And it just goes downhill. But if you get out there and you network and you start becoming part of the community, like, especially if you want to get into kind of tech and innovation, if you start going to the rainforest events and the careers in technology and innovation events and some of the stuff that happens at Platform Calgary and stuff, all of a sudden now you're part of that ecosystem and everybody knows who you are and, and that you're always there to help out. And that makes a massive, massive difference. And, you know, I think you, you said it great yesterday when we were chatting and uh, about how um, if you if you get to know that person, the 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 chances of them being considered for an interview, even even if it's just to get an interview, are much, much, much higher because you already met them and you already see kind of what they're like. Exactly. And that that's the biggest hurdle. Hurdle is being noticed. You still got to get past being able to get that interview <laughs> and, and, and being seen and, and, and setting yourself apart. Uh, I was speaking with Yulia yesterday and lovely lady, and she, she was having you know, the same, same kind of feelings as you're, you're mentioning of just kind of feeling down as she's been trying super hard, almost questioning herself. Right. And I, th the advice that I gave her was 
whoever you're applying for, be intentional with who you're trying to apply for, right? Be intentional with understanding who the company is, knowing what they're looking for, find alignment with them. If they're not for you, then don't apply. Don't just apply. Find a place that's going to align with you because that's your that connection you're going to have with that company is your opportunity to be able to have and be able to create a creative way of expressing yourself in your cover letter, right? Telling your story. And I think that's what I've been seeing is the disconnect between the, the personality and, and their and their experiences to connecting it with their skill set and what the company is. Right. The the cover letter is so important. The resume is just telling you what you've done. You can't really tell anything from that. It, if it looks nice, maybe it shows us that, I mean, you took some time into it. Yeah, that's cool. But the cover letter is really where it's at. And we look through all our cover letters. We, we really figure out that's, that's our way to see if you're a person that we want to sit by every day. Can we tell that you're going to communicate with us well? Are you going to be able to not just tell us that you have these skills, but how are you connecting these skills to actual experiences and have basically your receipt, <laughs> having a receipt to your skills. And that's that's I, that's what I'm finding in the disconnect in the cover letters. So, so take your time, learn about the company. It's not always about what the uh, what the company can do for you. What can we? What can you bring to the company as well? Right. I know. I, I know. Halsim is great. I trust me. I, I love it here. <laughs> so talking talking about Halsim is is a great thing to have, but also being able to show how are you going to contribute to that culture. Some some recruiters and stuff say that cover letter cover letters aren't even important anymore, and other other ones say yeah, the cover letter is important. Well, you're speaking not from the point of a generic recruiter, but you're speaking directly from a company who hires people and you say the cover letter is really important and to me that's good enough that's there's there's likely a lot of companies out there that actually read the cover letters and when i when i was doing my hiring throughout my career i always read the cover letters and you know if my company was called abc and they said dear xyz it's so nice to apply for this job then i honestly right away i knew right off the bat that that person didn't really care because they just they just took a copy of another cover letter they did and sent it to me without even changing the name of the company on it like so be being intentional about the like you said researching the company and feeling feeling like that's the place i really want to work and then expressing that in the cover letter like like i really want to work here this is what i can do for you and these are the skills that i think would add value to your company and i really love the way you have this you know particular part of your organization that resonates well with me and you know just being able to actually as if you were having a coffee with somebody and you were telling them how, how much, how excited you'd be to go and to, to a museum or whatever you're, you're expressing to the company, how, how, how excited you are to be part of that company and how you think you can add value. And so I think I like that. I really like that a lot. I mean, that just, that just says it all, I think, <laughs> but, but yeah, well, I think that the, before we before we end the podcast, is there any is there any other comments or advice that you'd like to give to people who are out there in the job search right now? There's there's a lot, <laughs> but the, there's there's two that come to mind. What's been coming up lately is people who have applied and continue to apply. And what I ask them is, 
So when you apply again, do you do anything different? And and the answer is is, is a no. <laughs> it's a clear no because you can I see their face and just like no, I didn't change anything. Well, how can you expect a different outcome, right? And like we we do encourage people to 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 apply again because people change, people gain knowledge, people try more and harder and, and educate themselves. If especially if they want to be at a specific company, right? You're gonna have to change that. You're gonna have to change your resume, change your approach, and what that cover letter looked like. What did you? What were you working on before from the last time, right? So I don't, I, I don't want people to get discouraged because because we understand that people grow and people change for the better, and and they want. For, we see that every day here at Helsin. Like we're call, everyone here is constantly uncomfortable. I've been here for five and a half years. It still feels like every year is new because there's so much change and you have to keep up with that change. And everyone here is so about bringing their best best selves and best work to the workplace, right? So it's it's like a constant challenge for for everyone, for each of us to, to bring our best selves. And having that understanding that that's what people go through as well, if they're willing to do the work, right? So being able to, to, to do that and understand that there's a lot of self-awareness. We're very self-aware people here to be able to communicate properly. And, and that's, a, that's, that's one thing as well that would be a key thing to, for us to, to look at in a resume. Like if you can show that self-awareness, that's amazing. I love that. That would be able to, uh, I think for, that would make you stand out for sure. And then the other thing I would say is stick to, stick to like your values and find, find a company that's aligning with those values. The reason why I say that is because you're going to find the company that aligns with you and you're going to be the most happiest there. They're going to be the happiest there. They're going to grow you in, in, in the best way possible. But if that alignment is there, it isn't there, that's, that's good to know because you're, you're not going to waste your time. You're going to waste the company's time, right? So it's, it's always a good thing. Like stick, it's maybe harder but it's the I feel personally is the right way to 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 go ahead and and kind of figure out where you need to work and keep that alignment for yourself. That's excellent advice. That's really really great. And then just the the last thing before we go, I think I heard you mention something about previous experiences and the passion and the background that the person brings to the table is is almost more important than their technical skills. And and I think I heard you say maybe it was yesterday that. A lot of like like Helsum specifically actually puts a bunch of effort into helping train people as well. So if your skill set, if you have a, if you have a, a relevant skill set, but maybe it's it's very you're still very green at it, that Helsum is still going to help beef up your skill set and, and and they're more looking for the oh, I'm I'm kind of putting a lot of words into what I'm trying to say, but well well, well what it is is we provide so we provide a lot of opportunities for someone who is more junior to grow their skills faster give more responsibility right and more more responsibility making them kind of making them rise to the occasion you know and with the understanding that failing is part of the process we expect you to fail we really do and 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 we all we ask is that you you learn from it and learn and failing forward is something that Marge, our CFO, did a, did a little article on I believe or a talk on failing forward and that's that's really what it's about and just learning from your mistakes and, and it's it's part of the growth 
And that's that's why it's uncomfortable. <laughs> I I will just say like thank you again, AJ, for being here today. Like this is this is a really great discussion. I think it has a lot of golden tidbits for people who are you know thinking of pivoting their career as well as people who are kind of out there looking for work and that kind of thing and thank you for sharing some of the cool things that are happening at Helsum. i really appreciate it no that was a great conversation that <laughs> definitely comfortable <laughs> and for anyone who's interested we had adam adam lidgate hosted nicholas beak the founder of Helsum on our Libby podcast on episode 79. And I will put that a link to that in our show notes if you're interested in listening to that episode as well. So we'll see you next week at the Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast for Rainforest Alberta. Thank you all for joining us today. Have a great one. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. If you need software developers or you need software developed, New Idea Machine can make your ideas real. Visit newideamachine.com to learn more. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>